Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Hey guys, it's it's Davido. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you're going to be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. We are ready. Whoa, that was a quick transition. All right. Hey. I missed a layer. My fault. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Fallout Hub. We are here with you, Wastelanders and Vault Dwellers. All of a sudden, poof, if you're watching the live stream, and we just appeared out of nowhere. Welcome to the stream and welcome to the podcast. And I I was going to open up by saying, happy birthday, Fallout 4. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, you big, you big kid. You're, you're five years old now. You can uh, talk mostly clearly at this point. You might still have a funny, you know, speech impediment because you're a child. And so you say things like whittle instead of little, you know, but you're getting yeah. there. You're growing up. You're getting bigger. Welcome, everybody. How's it going? My fellow this co-host, I am Tom. Oh, this is <laughs> this call is for you. I'm Tom or robots. And I'm here with our normal crew. Dave, what's up? How's it going? It's going well. Uh, I will pose the question to the audience. And this is not, I don't need a response. Uh, I don't need, I, I really don't need anything, just something to think on. If you're listening to Jimmy Buffett, when you <laughs> go to a buffet, do you call that Jimmy Buffet? Or is it a Jimmy Buffett buffet? If we had a supercut of all of the weird conversations that we have before the show <laughs> begins, that would make for an interesting show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we probably have recordings of all that somewhere. <laughs> Um, we do. We great. could just release that as an extra episode one week when we can't do a show. <laughs> yeah. If you have a bouffant and you go to a Jimmy Buffett buffet, are you Jimmy Buffant's buffet? 
That's a good question. Good question. These are the thoughts that we have. These are our thoughts. Um, but let's turn our thoughts to the birthday boy, Fallout 4. Happy birthday. That's right. That's right. This, this, is, this is the day of your birth five years ago. I, I looked at that this morning and I was like, wow, five years. That makes sense. I guess that's right. Five years. Holy crap. Where's the time go? Guys, how do you Where feel about you? that? How do you feel about that? About five. time? <laughs> about yeah. five years of Fallout 4. Ah, yes. Five years ago, I was uh, in a different house, um, like going under a different name. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you were before you were in the, um, the uh, uh, what's it called, where you go in yeah. underground and people hide and then they change your name. Yeah. Witness protection. That's I was the word. in witness protection. Yes, mm -hmm. um, and and I, I lived in a in a suburb of Charleston that was a terrible, terrible. terrible you're not wait a minute. You're not supposed to tell us about who you were before witness protection. That kind of ruins the whole thing, because then the mobsters will find you. They come for me. I'm here. I'm. He's here. ready. He's I'm ready. Here. He's got a shotgun on every shelf were, of his wait, house. Who were the mobsters in seven in in, in Fallout Four? They were the gunners. No, no. It was the people. The the people that lived in the vault that had the Tommy guns. Those are the wait. They're the ones after you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The ones that Nick Valentine is like. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You live in West Virginia. You live in Appalachia. Were you in Boston and then you had to leave and you went into witness protection program and now you're in Appalachia and you're just so like the next place you move is going to be the next location for the next Fallout game. What do you think this podcast is? Serial? These questions aren't going to be answered <laughs> in the time limit that we have. No. This is, to, this is going to be a different segment. If I we, have a new theory. Continue on. Dave, so what, wait, Dave, Dave is a character in Fallout 4. You used to be a character in Fallout 4. Now you're in Fallout 76. Uh -huh. This is going somewhere. All right. Mm -hmm. So, listeners, listeners, who, who was Dave in Fallout 4? I want to hear your speculation on this. Mm. So, um, we're going to give them some time to talk about that. Guys, what are we talking about today? What's going on? What's going on today? Uh, we're going to do a podcast today, Tom. Uh, it's going to be great. We're going to be talking about Fallout. Uh, okay. That's, what, that's okay. what I signed up for uh, when I when I walked in the door today, I believe. Nice, nice. I, or um, was that or was that like a hand me off? Like, were you trying to like slyly hand me off to? Like, kind of that was that was the transition to like Dave got Dave's got some stuff to talk about. Here you go, Dave. Okay. Oh, but well, I can just I can just no, do the show no, myself. No, 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 no. You want me no, to just do I'm it? Just, I'm just real. I'm just really dense. Um, <laughs> uh, so some news. Uh, guess what, guys? It's what the fifth anniversary of Fallout Four today? Oh, wait. I already said that. I know you did. That's for fun. That's all for fun. <laughs> That's for funsies. It's the bit. It's the bit. That's a good bit. Uh, there's another anniversary uh, this week, which is the two-year anniversary of Fallout 76. Now, Hot dog. That's right. Now, here's the thing. Here's here's. I've already. Let me. I've got my little miniature soapbox. I'm gonna pull it out. Nobody's calling this Reclamation Day. That's what it's called. We should call it. That's what it's Reclamation called. Day. No, I'm gonna like, tweet that out right now. It. I'm tweeting it out. Happy. I'm gonna go. Tweet it out. Everyone who's currently on Twitter and watching this stream needs to retweet this. Happy, I'm going to type happy freaking reclamation day. Can you hear me <laughs> typing? Happy, happy reclamation day. Is 76. That typing or? That's my type. That's what my keyboard sounds like. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it's the it's the two year anniversary um, in West Virginia. It is an official day um, signed into a resolution by the uh, Senate of West Virginia and the governor 
Uh, you can, that was about two years ago, you can read that. I think it's November the 14th is Reclamation Day. Uh, I'm pulling that date right out of my butt. I'm unsure when the exact day is, but I'm pretty sure it's the 14th. Oh, wait, so I just tweeted something that's not actually true yet? I mean, it's this week. It's this okay, fine. so this I'm going to change fine. it. Happy freaking Reclamation Day week. Day week? No. No, you see, Reclamation, Re-Reclamation Week. Anyways. Re-Reclamation uh, re Day Week. Reclamentennial. The Reclamentennial. Go on. I see a future in this podcast where we get to the news, and I think that future is upon us. <laughs> um, the bonus challenge week is now live from November 10th to the 17th. Uh, this is all in celebration of the two-year anniversary of Fallout 76. Oh, I love um, boner challenges. I mean, bonus challenges. Did I say boner? Mama well, that's all the time we have tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning into this episode of the Fallout Hub. <laughs> In other news, uh, Mama Mergenberg's mystery pick sale is November 12th through the 16th. That's, that's the other news. That's it. That's good news. Um, uh, the only other bit of news that I have this week uh, from the depths of the internet is next generation of video games starts this week. So uh, the Xbox Series X and S are uh, available today. Um Good luck on getting your orders today. Uh, I doubt that um, a lot of people are going to get them day of, but as your orders roll in and as our wonderful shipping workers continue shipping the boxes, why am I on the subject? I don't know. Um, but starts this week. PlayStation 5 is on Friday. Mine should be here on Friday. Should be. Maybe. Pretty excited about that. It's yeah. a whole I think new... I'm, I think I'm getting one, too. Uh, um friend of ours and uh, host of another show on the Robots Radio Network, uh, Boris or Cornholio from the Destiny Show, happened to get two pre-orders because he was just trying to spam them all when they first went up for sale. And he got two of them and he was like, hey, I got an extra one. You want it? And I was like, yeah. So he's giving it to me for the money it cost for him to buy it. That's better than what That's that's a steal. That's better than eBay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's true. That the was almost a bore with the Radeon graphics cards, the RFX are still going. Oh my going. god! Ray oh tracing. my god! Well, it's yeah. funny you can you can buy like a you can buy an Xbox Series X for like a thousand dollars in eBay, but it's like at that point, can't you just like buy just build a build a PC? A yeah, just <laughs> yeah. freaking build a PC at that point and just plug it into your TV because it works. It'll be fine. <laughs> you just plug a controller into it. You'll be you'll be good. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's all funny to me. Um, I am. I've I've run my test today on the PlayStation Four um, of loading um, Fallout seventy six because uh, you mm-hmm. know next generation is supposed to improve on load times for console users, and so it is speedy 55. quick. Speedy it, quick technology. That's what they call it. it. That's the official name. Put a trademark mm-hmm. beside that. In fact, we're going to mm-hmm. get sued after the show, and we're probably going to have to take this down. Yep. So I definitely uh, won't say speedy quick again on the show at all. Damn it! Oh, I just did it again. All right. Uh, I, won't, I won't say it again on the show so on playstation 4 fallout 76 goes from me choosing adventure mode to me loading into the world that takes 55 seconds i'll report back next time we record um with what it will now take because it could could be increased that load time too damn long it's a long one too damn high that's the meme right too damn high 
4, Fallout 4 and Skyrim load pretty slow. Just on, like, it's just slow loading. You know, they got a slow load that they're shooting. That's part of the boner challenge. <laughs> Cheers, friends. Cheers. Uh, as, as far as other news, I hope that, uh, that's it. But I hope that everyone's excited for um, if they are joined the next generation or if you are waiting or if you are still playing on your Amiga. If you're still playing on your Amiga. Then that's uh, amazing. How are the, hell, the hell did you get that to work? Pick it up. That's it's all it's like four by four pixels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Ken, are you picking up a console? The last console I picked up was a bright, shiny day in 1984. Huh. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> but like the, like the car console, like they had a. They, was that have an eight-track player in it? What did you? Uh, like, it did not. Of? It was my an parents, Intellivision. <laughs> my parents put together canapes and past hors d'oeuvres and the very finest Bud Light, and invited over the neighborhood to the latest technological marvel of the era. The Nintendo Entertainment System, abbreviated NES. You had one in '84. Were they out yes. in '84? Did you uh, have the? Did you have a Famicom? Maybe. Whatever Best year they came out. Best date. US. I think it was like '85. Yeah, you had it a year early. That must have been a Famicom system. Famicom system from Japan. Wow. Hell yeah. You spent your parents are loaded, man. They got they got that, yeah. that big money back in nineteen eighty four. I want to go live with your family in nineteen eighty four. That sounds like a I mean I recall our car possessed the following week, so it wasn't really all that glamorous. <laughs> you spent way too much on that Famicom system. Yeah. Got yeah. Too much. Got, that's an investment. That is an investment, you know? Yeah. Also I was I was contemplating I, they don't know. I was contemplating what makes something the finest Bud Light, and I'm guessing that is most like freshest? Uh, no, 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 that would be warm, warm beer, purchased <laughs> oh, okay. from the package store and ah. left in the van on the drive back from Boston to Newburyport, Massachusetts. So it's not even warm, it's like, like no, no, no. hot, hot It's meant beer. to be served that way. Unlike, you know, champagne, huh. it's designed to be hmm. chilled. Right, oh. so if room temperature is like 74, 76 degrees, then the beer itself is like a good, like nice and warm, like 80. You want it nice, nice and warm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, melts well. right in your mouth. I mean, you know, they've made they've made here's the thing, here's my pitch. They've made consoles that look like George Foreman grills. They have they say the Xbox Series X looks like a fridge. Um, they say the PlayStation five looks like a Wi Fi router. Um, mm-hmm. when are we gonna get the console that looks like a hot beer can? I think next that's generation. when we joined that's back. next generation. That's Trademarks. Back. Yeah, all all of next generation after this, you know, another five years, six years from now, whenever those come out, they're all gonna be cylindrical containers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be remember, like really big beer cans. Like the inflatable remember, kind. Do you guys remember looking? Did you ever look at like video game magazines like back in the day? Like you, you get at the store and they Heck had Heck yeah. Because you really didn't have yeah, the internet yeah. that much. But they yeah, had all yeah. of the like concept consoles that they put out there. And like before, I remember looking at one before they put out the GameCube that was like, what's Nintendo's next console? And it was like, Oh, it's it's gonna be this like weird thing or um, the Xbox. They were like after they they did the first Xbox. They were like, what's the next one gonna be? And they were like, it's just gonna be an X. Yeah, right. Big bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> somebody somebody in like the edit editorial group was like, 
guys, we got to do an article about the next Xbox because uh, that's big news right now. Uh, I got an idea. It's going to look like an X. And they were like, brilliant. Mock that up. Our team. Get it. It's Get perfect. it. It's perfect. Man, we've taken a really weird route away from Fallout. Um, what do you say we come back? How do we get? How do we get back to Fallout Land? How do we, we do it through Tom? We do it through a transition. What's everyone's um, favorite Fallout Four memory? Well, that's a ooh. great transition. Hmm. Favorite Fallout Four memory? You know, I can start. You know what I really liked about Fallout Four? Blowing up the Institute. That was pretty great. That was pretty satisfying. That moment when you're like, you're up on like a building, aren't you? And you're like overlooking where the Institute is like underground. And all of a sudden you see like, like the pillar of just like explosion come up. And it was like, all right, we did it. It's done. We did it. That was pretty cool. I like that. I, um, I've recently been playing Fallout 4. Uh, because I had the platinum trophy, which is like it's like the you know trophies or achievements or whatever, whatever it is. Um, but I don't have the stuff for the DLC, so I was like, okay, well I've beaten the DLC, but I don't have the the, the trophies or achievements. I really like Far Harbor. I yeah, like. I think that seems to be a lot of people's opinions. As I talk with our community on like our patron chats, almost all the time, anytime we bring something up for Fallout Four, people. Uh, somebody always goes to Far Harbor and is like, Far Harbor is great. That could have been a standalone game. That was yeah. really, really good. Yeah. The 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 whole mythology with the fog condensers and what the fog brings and the number of locations. Like, I mean, even before that, like I I didn't know that there was in a game already there was a hotel and if you go deep enough into the hotel, there's a, a, a mysterious vault within it. Like that happened. Um, the the factions that are aligned, they are all three like at each other's throats. You have to really, if you want to like go through like a, a pacifist kind of dealio and make everybody happy, that you, you really can't. Um, it, it's very hard to do so. I, I I think that Far Harbor is my favorite. Ooh ooh ooh! I don't know. I think it's my second favorite DLC for the whole series. I mean, it's 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 fantastic. After. Oh, pit, the pit is my first. The pit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other, the other thing that really stands out to me, uh, just kind of the big moments. I mean, there's lots of little moments, but just thinking of big moments, um, the reveal of the uh, the Brotherhood when the oh, when yeah. comes in from off screen, and it's like this gigantic floating ship, and you're like, oh, oh, that's the Brotherhood. They got some technology up there. And I think it's an interesting point in that que- in that in that quest because you just you just. It like really like capped off a, a real portion of the main quest and, and found the, the bad guy that you're looking for and then like you there's always the post quest thing of like all right on to the next thing i'm gonna leave i'm gonna and then when you when you leave that building the the the, uh, the military base or whatever uh the music changes and you're like mm-hmm. what the hell is happening yeah <laughs> what is going you kind of look ar- moment? yeah you look around for a minute and then you look up <laughs> and you're like oh yeah, and all the other ships are flying around it. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool moment. Ken, do you have a favorite moment? I do. And it would have to be bringing a very old friend back to life. I was not a fan of the Brotherhood in Fallout 4 um, because of how black and white they were um, in terms of right. their approach to the wasteland. Um, but I had to side with them the first time when I found out that you could resurrect Liberty Prime. 
and just to mm. be behind him again as he stomps through the city just blasting everything to pieces and then when he finally detects the entrance to the institute and fires up his massive eye beam that whole sequence was just really amazing so yeah resurrecting him was a lot of big, fun the big moments yeah 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 cool it's cool a stuff. really good game and i think that it got a lot it got a lot of crap when it came out at least critically um uh, not critically but from the fallout fan base it got a lot of i got a lot of like criticism and like now it's it's one of it's one of the best fallout games like uh, one of the best rpgs as far as freedom of being able to do whatever you want yeah it's yeah i think go ahead, oh, go ahead Tom. Uh, it's just weird that um i think for most of us who are older fallout fans fallout 4 was different and when you ask a lot of people mm-hmm. um especially people who've been in the fandom for a while they'll you'll have an argument over fallout 3 or new vegas or some people like oh fallout 1 and 2 before bethesda whatever um and yet fallout 4 introduced the entire franchise to a whole pile of people it is the best selling fallout game of all time so yeah. you can't help but marvel at the success of that and the fact that the success of that game funded so many new projects at Bethesda to begin with anyway because of how ridiculously well it sold yeah I was going to say it, it is the by far the best selling in the franchise um, it also had it not had uh, voiced protagonist dialogue I think the more hardcore older Fallout fan base would have been a lot happier with it because it does a lot of things right and it introduces a lot of companions in a way that the previous games didn't do as successfully i think mm. i think that there's more diversity there's uh, more of them and the characters themselves are all almost all of them are great um so you have that the other thing that i've noticed is when i'm out in the world and i happen to have a fallout shirt on almost every time somebody who's significantly younger than me you know somebody who's in their teens early 20s will say hey man love the shirt like the, i actually get that all the time and it occurs to me like these people are not people who were playing Fallout 3 or New Vegas. They're too oh, young. No. Like or if they did, it was because their parents were playing it or something and then they got a chance to play it too. They're most likely Fallout 4 fans and that's why they recognize the shirt. So it definitely had a uh, I think it's the game that catapulted Fallout into like the national conscience, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's so crazy from a company perspective of them putting out Skyrim which catapulted Elder Scrolls into the national conscience. Like, uh, right. no question. Like, everyone knows what Skyrim is. Like, people know Morrowind or Oblivion, but everybody knows Skyrim. And when they talk about, oh, playing the Elder Scrolls game, you're talking about Skyrim. Like, that's across across the world. It's, it's a super hit. And so to do one super hit and come out with mm-hmm. another a few years later, I yeah, mean... Yeah, it's pretty huge. That's big. That's big. So I don't believe these people that have played 76 at launch when it was really uh, still very buggy and being like, oh, Bethesda's so washed up. I'm like, they did one game that they released right. a little wonky. Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand how you look at that talent pool and be like, oh, they're done. It's like, okay. All right. Let's, yeah. let's take a step sure. back here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just the humans of the internet who are just want to be angry at everything. Um, but speaking of Fallout 76, why don't we why don't we transition into that? We've got yeah, we've got a conversation here about that as well. Dave, yeah, you had a I, question for us. 
Yeah, I wanted to bring... We've had a few things that we missed, um, including uh, Bomb Drop Day, Halloween, um, a few things within the game. And there's been some, like, community discussion around uh, Halloween. It started. It really started with Halloween. Um, then it started with a, a Bomb Drop Day of, of what that meant. Um, around events within the game, what events are... Um, what constitutes having an event within the game and the reuse of events within the game. So I wanted to talk to you all and see what you all thought, like for Fallout 76, what a good scheduled event is and and, and what does that mean to you and how can they improve that? Right, like not coming back even though it's not that time of year and right. then and using that as a Halloween thing. So can you sum up kind of what the conversation has been so far for people who haven't been plugged into the nuance of it? Yeah, I um, essentially around. Uh, I can't remember if it was bomb drop, drop bomb drop day or Halloween first. I'll start with Halloween. Yeah. Halloween, uh, last year we had uh, what was the name of the event, Ken? That we had mischief night. Mischief night, and that's where you ran around mm-hmm. the Greenbrier and shot up cars, and um, they had that little iBot there that that um had some like funny dialogue and some different things. You got a few unique Chester, costumes. Yeah. Yeah, you got a few unique costumes. That's one of the few places that I recognize Wes Johnson in the game, by the way, is from the Jester robot. There's a few voices in there that I'm like, ah, that sounds oh, like Lucy in the Chance. Oh. Yep. Um, so that event, I think everybody, even though it was buggy, and this is the thing, they, we expect a certain amount of jank, like in general, with these games because they're so freeform. And so to like play that event and for it to be a little framey just because you're blowing up everything and it doesn't it's like it's like a physics test and a server test all rolled up to one. <laughs> yeah. Like it it can be kind of disappointing, just like a Scorch Beast Queen fight like back in the day, it can be a little disappointing when everybody's firing their explosive weapons at, at this giant flying thing. Like there's a lot going on. Um and so people expected that to come back, uh, but it didn't. And they recycled the Fosnot event, which is a, a great event. But the response after the Fosnod event was like people people are now tired of it, you know. Like like, like the general sentiment is that why are we using twice, this again twice a like, year? Yeah, like twice if, a year if, is if too often. Us, yeah, and if they told us like there's another meet week happening, they're gonna be like, well, when are we? Why don't we just have meet week all the time? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, every month meet week. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, separately, they have this. They they advertised in the. Um, in the inside the vault that there was this bomb drop day happening that was kind of going to be not, not necessarily a replacement for Halloween but another another event that they wanted to celebrate within the game and so we were everyone was left up to interpretation of what that was going to be and they made a point to, to recognize that and not say anything in particular they were like we're going to be celebrating bomb drop day and it turns out that that was a um, Adam shop sale I think and then a uh another kind of sale or a double XP kind of situation. I think there was a free trial that weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was the part of the problem was the way in which it was described on the roadmap is bomb drop event. Anytime that we've had an in-game experience update, it's called an event, whether it's Fosnacht or um, Mischief Night or any of the other ones. Historically, a sale like that it has never been put on the roadmap as something that you call out in advance for something that people really get excited about and or label an event right specifically it doesn't, why not say uh, what, bomb drop sale really what it was is why not say 
anniversary of the Great War, Great War anniversary sale or something like that, that's a little more clear, I think people would have been less disappointed. And people were. And I almost wonder if maybe there was a plan to do something more ambitious around that. And because of timing and whatnot, there was just no way to get Steel Dawn completed um, Mm -hmm. in the time frame that it needed to be this year so that, you know, there's new stuff going into 2021. And maybe that's why it just became a sale as opposed to an actual event. Uh, And there's the same reason that Halloween, something never happened. And um, you couldn't really redirect or make up an excuse for that. I don't know if that's true or not. It just it's it seems odd to describe it as that and have it not be anything. Yeah, it may have been the kind of thing where they tested out Mischief Day. Somebody somebody a few weeks before the before Halloween went, Oh yeah, Mischief Day is coming up and then they went, Oh crap, we had server problems with all the physics and everything. And then they tested it out again and we're, we're like, Yep, we can't do this. We might as well replace it with something else that people will we know like. And then you get, Well, Fosnat's fun, but that's weird that it's now and we've already done it this year so i did it once for halloween then i was like eh. yeah <laughs> I, did, I did exactly the same thing i did it one time and i was like i was like yep this is fast not again uh okay cool i'm done <laughs> i'm yeah. good i'm good there's a, there's a lot of interesting i think uh recommendations uh after after people learned the news and were disappointed they were like what would like what would you like to see from bomb drop day my favorite one is essentially the game firing a random nuke like every yeah. like every like yeah. 30 minutes or something just like plopping it on the map and seeing what happens um to me that I seems- think I think it would be cool to ha- have um like a day of just irradiated like everything irradiated as if like a massive rad storm just came and covered the map um and you can make it in a way where, like, if you're not up to a certain level, it doesn't give you rads or something. But if you are past level 50, then, yeah, you got to put on your power armor or whatever and run around because there's radiation out there. But now you're running across more radiated animals and weather effects and everything looks foggy and, and you know, yellow the way that that happens and all that. And it's just like this, you know, like, guess what? Bomb drop day. Everything looks like it got blown up. Here you go. And a lot of other games do something similar like that, like um, uh, Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto, both around Christmas. It's uh, Grand Theft Auto, they do the the snow, and so everything then turns very icy, and everybody's wrecking. Um, I did the I played the Red Dead Redemption game around that time, and it was not a lot of change. It was like still it was there was snow in the game. There wasn't any physics to go up to that, but the dressing on everything was like Christmas themed, so that was kind of cool. Um, Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. It's like something similar that it like just for for fun, like changes yeah. changes yeah. the world in some way. Right, right. It's the kind of thing where like if you miss it, you go, "Oh crap, I didn't get to see that." You know, even though you didn't get anything, you just it, like it's that experience of like, "Hey, this is a very very limited experience. It's just for the holiday. Log in. The world's gonna be a little bit different." Something that that's been weird. I, I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. Oh, yes. I'm ready. Go on. I'm, I'm so ready. I was born. There's been some weird things happening in the game as far as a horde event where just out of nowhere, Grafton monsters will keep spawning and you'll have five or six at once. And the same is true with Super Mutant Behemoths. That's happened a few times the past month. 
And how cool would it have hmm. been if not only does a random nuke drop, but wherever it drops somewhere in the world is a rare, unique spawn event where you yeah. have some, like, it was just weird. And then there was another one, too, and it was even on the Bethesda UK stream where it was uh, two Scorch Beasts, uh, it was a super mutant behemoth, uh, it was a whole bunch of super mutants, and then it was um, fog crawlers all at once right huh. at uh, at the pylon all battling and so they just sat back and they watched this ridiculous fight between all of them they just fought that's each great other. that's great i love i love when creatures in the wasteland fight each other that's yeah. it's always entertaining because you're like which one's gonna win how how's this gonna work out that would be really cool just like you know grafton monsters versus super mutant behemoth battle bash you know once an hour at this location on the map they all spawn and run at each other and just beat the crap out of each other. And you can get in there and kill them if you want. Get some XP. Yeah, it's Maybe completely random. Cool. Like, you wouldn't know yeah. what happens. So as soon as you see a nuke drop, you kind of want to get in there and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, just every hour or so. Just get over there. See what see what spawns. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think that's why they're not calling this Reclamation Day. Uh, it's kind of a, a lead-in. Like, I think that's why they're not being, like, making a big deal but it's reclamation day because i think that they they understand that maybe the messaging was a little off for for a bomb drop day um and like what what would you want from like a, a reclamation day event like something vault 76 related something like there was a the whole like patriotic mm-hmm. theme involved with that like like that would be fun but the, there's there's obviously not going to be anything like that. And so I think now that it's like scaling back the messaging on what an event actually is, uh, because there's, I mean, there's not, there's enough events within the game and the, and there's stuff that like the mole miner thing is pretty easily recyclable. I think the meat week is pretty easily recyclable. I don't think that the Fosnot or, uh, the, um, the Christmas present scorched. Like you're not going to want to do that unless it's yeah, like it makes- fun one year in July. Like, Christmas July yeah it makes no sense to yeah yeah so on the easy on the easy end of the spectrum I could imagine just giving everybody something you know it's reclamation day have a patriotic skin for your whatever you know just kind of a a free item for everyone just to log in that would probably be the easier end of the spectrum the more interesting side of the spectrum could be something like I mean it could be anything but like uh, even a character that shows up and is somebody from the vault who left two years ago and is now back and you've got this little quest line you got to go do you know like obviously that takes creating content and more planning it way ahead of time to get that but you know anywhere between those two things could be things that you add to the game that aren't necessarily an event and you don't have to call an event but you could you could pitch it you could market it as like special thing log in reclamation i mean there's also too there's that whole cut quest that i checked with xera uh one of the data miners there's an, a whole entire cut quest that's still there from year one. That was the PvP-oriented event where you basically run for president, where you compete against other people at ballot boxes in voting uh, votes to vote yourself president. And then you mm-hmm. can access that in the Enclave Bunker. All of that content is still there. Even if it was just a time-limited thing, it would be kind of cool to have that as just something different to do, too. Yeah, or tweak it to be like, oh, you know, whoever kills the most, I don't know, 
like liberators or something. You yeah. get ballots yeah. based on certain challenges, and then you can redeem those ballots to vote for yourself or somebody else. Right, and, and Dave, you got me thinking about stuff like um, like Splatoon Fest, like Splatfests, where you pick yeah, a side, Splatfest, yeah. mm-hmm. like a Splatfest type of thing, where you log in and it's like Brotherhood versus Responders, and you pick a side, and then it tallies all the super moons to kill for you know the week and then you see if the brotherhood or the responders win you know something like that could be fun there was this this like gray area right after launch where they were talking Bethesda was talking about faction wars like essentially everybody it's like oh okay this weekend we're doing a faction wars event and everybody on this side is going to be oh you know the brotherhood of steel versus the enclave and it's like we, we have like you have all of this stuff like you have your character is technically in the Brotherhood of Steel Enclave by the time you finish 76. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, um, both. On, on You're that, in both. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations. <laughs> um, but th- there was talk of that, and so it it, 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 se- it seems like, like there's just a lot of ideas out there, and I think that they're focusing on it. It's like, okay, we need like big content drops. Um which which makes sense like and that's how you, you can better like you can easily do marketing for that you can easily drum up uh, interest it, new players based on all this stuff but yeah. i do miss i, I miss things like uh the sh- like wild appalachia season with the sheep squatch like uh, that was hella cool um just because you were like you got the first batch of quests and then it was like a drip feed of quests as you went on mm-hmm. like but that's hard to market I mean, right. how do you market it? Also, like, it also doesn't bring in as many new players. Yeah, you have yeah. you have a big event like Wastelanders or uh, you know a Brotherhood of Steel event, and that is very easy to push out there and get the attention of people who are skeptical about seventy six, and then they finally go, "Oh, let me check this out," and then they see people interacting with the Brotherhood of Steel and putting on the armor, and they go, "Okay, this actually looks cool. I'm going to try it out," and then they purchase the game. So it makes sense from a running a business standpoint that you're going to shoot for those events because that's what keeps the game alive rather than the events that only really focus on the current user base because those big events not that not and let me be clear clear about this the big events work for both they work for the current user base and bring in new people rather than only for the current user base so it just makes sense to go with one as opposed to the other if you have to decide and it's nice it's like there's it goes in waves and so for people that that you know most likely i know there's there's even a good amount of people that just like i only play fallout 76 and i like you know pick up the phone and play some games like that but it's nice to have stuff go in waves i think for live service games because that that allows people to go it's like okay like i'm really in it for wastelanders and you know i don't after a month of it that i'm like really into it i'm gonna drop off and go play something else well maybe there's an event that i want to go do okay i'll go to that event like come back yeah yeah, it it kind of runs you know because because now it's not there's not there's not a like a console war or a video game war it's it's all like netflix and Fortnite and fallout 76 are all competing for your time they're all competing in the same bowl and basket um so it makes sense that it's like you want to take you want to take your moments and you don't want to outlive your moment i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's better to have some really solid events a few times a year than it is to just have constantly okay things right. that don't draw anybody back or anybody new right. um that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot some, of sense some would call this time and i and i recommended to you all that we were going to call this episode the dark before the dawn 
And you all have the voice changers. The dark before the dawn. The dark before the dawn. The dark before the dawn. Hey, Dan- Danny DeVito's here again. Danny DeVito's Welcome here. Welcome back, man. Oh, God damn, Danny. That's Dan. great to be here. Dark before the dawn, you know. <laughs> um, oh, boy. All right. Now, hey, you guys. That's enough. That's enough doom. That's enough doom and gloom. There's been a lot of doom and gloom. And by doom, I don't mean the guy with the shotgun. I'm talking doom and gloom. Uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to gauge. Next. Gloom's his long lost brother. Gloom is his long lost brother that lives in the magical woods. He's not as cool as Doom. Nope. 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 I heard he really likes playing croquet. Uh, he just kind of like, all right, the demons are coming. Okay. And, the, and then and then Doomslayer's like, we need to kill those MFers. And then Gloom is like, oh, I don't know. I think I'll just play my croquet. I think this is a sitcom pitch. I think that this mm-hmm. is like a buddy cop kind of kind of situation. You know, yeah. uh, like Will Ferrell, uh, John C. Riley, John C. Riley, of course, being Doom guy. Um, and Will Ferrell's guess- Gloom. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking the other way around, but okay. No, no, no. John C. Riley's a badass man. That dude can sing and dance. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that could work. It could work either way. It could totally work. All right. So anyway, where uh, are you going with to, this? Well, I'm trying to. Okay. I've I've got my thermometer out here. It's my imaginary. And I'm about uh-huh. to gauge uh-huh. uh, your excitement for Steel Dawn. Uh, I wanted to talk to you all about you this just because, just because we haven't really. Steel Dawn! All right, um, that was a little country. That was a little country that I did right there. Steel Dawn! Are we all quite good? Are we all quite... Uh, I, I, <laughs> are we done with this? I don't know what this button does. Let me try this one. Steel Dawn! That was pretty good, too. You sound like T-Pain. Um, <laughs> wow. I want to break. I want to break. I want to break this podcast down into two sections. Uh, I okay, want to first talk to you all and see how excited you all are for shelters, which is one of yes. the big tent poles. That guy so much. That guy is in love with shelters. I am so so much. Why don't you marry one? Huh? 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 Maybe I did, Tom. Maybe I huh? did. All right. If you love it so much, huh? So you've you've had some experience on the uh, the PTS, you know that's what we call it in the biz. It's the PTS, the the, um, the part time situation, the park transport system, uh, the part time situation, part time situation, casual style, uh, casual style, Project. positive right. temple so, shifter. So Ken, why why are you so excited? What's getting you? What's what's getting you your your panties in a bunch? Let me tell you, Tom. What makes my pants come off is going to be the ability to do anything that we want in shelters. Well, no, what? Wait, 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 uh, I can have magic carpets for when I roleplay as Aladdin. You can do it all. What? You can, do this, you can do the spoon glitch, probably, and, you know, climb yourself up the side of the temple That's and right. fight Mavrin's Dagon. Like, uh, you can do anything. They're yeah, pink. the shelters are ridiculous. And I also mm-hmm. saw the uh, a sneak peek of the new waterfall shelter that's coming. Have you seen that yet? No. I have not seen this yet. 
Waterfall yes. shelter? Fallout. I'm gonna look this up while you talk. Fallout. Fallout shelter. Waterfall oh. out shelter. Oh. Yeah. The, Secret uh, waterfall hideout. Not that one. Uh, you wouldn't have found it yet. The data miners only just found it. Oh crap! So I can't Google it. All but right. it's um. Well, yeah, tell it's those coming. miners they need to get over the rusty pick and sh- and give us all the fancy deeds. It's coming yeah. with the new with Steel Dawn. Um, so the the waterfall space is like this neat waterfall grotto. So you've got this little pool with this beautiful waterfall coming down. You can build mm-hmm. all in there, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Can we call it a gully instead amazing. of a grotto? Can we call it a gully? I want to have a gully. A, is it a gully? A gully. A gully. Gulper gully. Yeah. Yeah, gulper, gulper gully. That's what I'm going to call it. It's going to be like a bed and breakfast. Gulper, gulper's gully. Come on down to gulper's gully. I'm going to build a pirate ship in there, and I'm going to do some Goonies action. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. Good. Wow. Um, I need some ideas, do. because I have not been thinking about this part. I have been so focused on the Brotherhood returning in, like, story stuff, because that's usually what I'm most excited about, that I haven't even been thinking about building stuff. And I've been looking at other people's streams and pictures on the internets about awesome builds, and I've just been like, I have been neglecting this part of the game. I need to do better than that. So there's part of me that's like, yeah, but I don't want to spend all the things I'm collecting on a bunch of walls. But I have. I like plenty. that Tom has individual voices for the conversations he has mm-hmm. for himself. I'm mm-hmm. worried yep. about Tom. Yep. In that that's that's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. No, it's, I mean, it's like it's like the little guys on my shoulders. One of them was like, "Why don't you do this?" <laughs> and the other one's like, "I don't want to." Yeah, that's how it goes. That's welcome to my brain. And the other one's like, "Drive on the sidewalk." Yeah, and then there's Buddy Bot who's like, "Hey, give me some more brains." If I hit the button, give me some more brains. Yeah. So there you go. Brains and pizza. Pizza and brains. Yeah, pizza. 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 So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can play, like, if you have one shelter, like, you want to place the vault atrium, but you also want to place the vault utility room, you can do both and decorate in both, right? So, as they add shelters, you can get more shelters and more space to build. That's what you're, that's what, that's what they're telling me, right? Yeah, I mean, you can technically build a whole city, with all of these different shelters in, in what normally is a pretty compact spot. And the budget is significantly higher, so you can do so much in there. And it's individualized, so you know you could max out in one and then go to the other one. So, okay, so here's, here's my main question about this. You build this immaculate shelter. You build this awesome pirate ship experience, right? How do you get people in there to, to experience it? Because it's not out in the world. You have to, like, lure them in to your, like, little doorway into this world of imagination. How are you going to do that? Lie to them. Be like, there is a giant talking sloth. You're going to put giant talking sloth. You You put put signs out the front? Like, giant talking sloth arrow. Giant talking sloth arrow. Like, just like like a yard sale. Just like, go this way, this way, this way, this way. Secret abodable snowman. Abodable. Free legendaries. Yeah, free. This way. This way. <laughs> Come on beep, in. I beep, swear beep. it's not Blinky. a trap camp. Blinky it's lights. totally not boop. a trap camp. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. They have to be moving at different rates. At different, yeah, <laughs> boop, yeah. 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 Billboard mm-hmm. with a giant neon arrow. Yeah, it just says Beetlegeist. Beetlegeist. Yeah. Beetlegeist. 
Yeah. A couple, couple I, of shovels right so, outside but, there. But are you going to want just random people to come in and check it out? Or is this going to be more of like a, yeah, play with my friends. I'll show them off my, I'll show them if I can. Put it online, stream it. The way that it is now, anyone can enter, but eventually you'll be able to change it so that only your friends can go inside. But what do you care about? What do you care about, Ken? Oh, I don't care. Do, I mean, do you want people, do you want strangers coming in and checking it out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I do. I, some like, people don't. There are people who like to lock their camps and don't want anybody even inside their buildings. Sure. Um, yeah. Even though, wow. you know, there's nothing really. But that's the uh, thing. Like, if you're going to put I, all I guess, the work in it and you're making something look awesome, then you're going to want other people to see it, right? I mean, I've, I've seen comments on Reddit where they're pretending like it's real life, where, you know, strangers, you wouldn't just let like, walk into your house or something. Oh, yeah. Like well, yeah. Too, we we need I'm to a do a soapbox about somebody walking in. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. I just said me too, but I'm a giant Marxist and you need to unlock your doors and let me in because I'm a part of the people and the people in your home. <laughs> Dave, communist for president. Mm-hmm. Put on mm-hmm. my, go to, go to the Mama mm-hmm. Dolce's. I'm right there waiting on you. I've got yeah. the pirate outfit. I could be proletariat the pirate. There you go. <laughs> pro, pro is your first name. Letariat is your, your French, your French pirate. I'm curious as far as like looking at shelters and like obviously there's going to be things and we're going to like I'm going to change probably my camp to fit around shelters uh, just because it's like so great and big Um, but it seems like that that's going to add more um, more creative ways for people to build event spaces, like people that are doing fight clubs, That's people exactly. that are making machinimas, mm-hmm, people that mm-hmm. are yep. making these more custom custom experiences for the game. Because, like, to be able, like, I have seen uh, like uh, Fight Club seventy six. I've seen their setup, and I mean, it's like barely like it, like it is some math that he needs to crunch in order to get all the things that he wants into his camp. Or he set up a laser tag um, situation that was just took up so much space and and barely worked um yeah unfortunately they disbanded but elgato um is doing the same thing elgato pub Mm -hmm. um who does pvp matches like that and they're a lot of fun but that's gonna open up a whole new realm for i mean like you could have like if you had a dedicated group of players or you you role play to something like you can make like a I don't know if everybody's like the mechanics are us alliance and this is like a gigantic mechanic garage that we all live in or like a giant <laughs> church for Mothman. Like they're they're the interiors of that are so interesting. And you could even build an exterior. If you wanted to go all in, you could build an exterior that looked like something and then put in that door for the um, for the shelter. And then it's like Luke has a mm-hmm. very good question mm-hmm. uh, in chat that I have an answer for. So he asked uh, are we going to choose the spot for our shelter? Are we going to pay caps for a shelter? Or are we going to have to source the scrap and have it automatically built? Um, the way that they work, in PTS right now, you get all of them at once. When it drops, the very first shelter, which is just basically like a, a little trap door that you can get into, you get that as part of a quest. Um, the other one will be Fallout First exclusive. I can't remember which one that is. It's either the vault entrance. Yes, the vault entrance, I think. Or the vault utility room. One of those is going to be Fallout First exclusive for a time period before it gets added to the atomic shop. The atrium, the largest one, is going to be an atomic shop item. So you have to buy it uh, with actual currency as opposed to just get it. 
Uh, the I do know that the uh, the waterfall grotto is coming with the Steel Dawn quest, so you get that free. Uh, Luke also asks if we're gonna choose the spot for our shelter, or are we gonna have to pay caps to like? Places? Oh yeah, yeah. Like so, uh, from what I've seen, you like build it like you build anything within the game, like any any item within your camp, you just kind of add it on. I know I saw one that's like the giant vault tour, and so like that's gonna. That may stick out like a sore thumb for people. Like, it's not going to be, you know, like a secret. You're not going to be like Sweeney Todd and there's a little rope in your room. And you, when you press the little rope, you go down and you shoot down to the shelter. Some Sweeney Todd for you today. But yeah, it's, uh, what's cool about it, Luke, too, is um, the doors. If you don't want a massive vault exterior entrance, you can literally just build a regular vault door in your normal above ground camp structure that goes down into your shelter. If you move your camp, the other thing that's really cool is everything inside your your shelters remains placed. So you can move around your camp as you do normally in the top world, and you won't have to rebuild everything in your shelter. It it's stays like a magical there wonderland. Exactly. Um, yeah. There's also there's a vault panel just inside the door of each of them, and when you access that panel, you can scrap all instantly, and you can also repair all instantly. Um, you also have the ability to turn off physics inside there. So if you prefer things to snap together, um, you can turn that on. If you're trying to have difficulty placing things or you want to put something in the air for some reason, you can turn gravity and physics off and then you can kind of build whatever you want, however you want. I'm going to so, petition for that to be a real world feature as well. Yeah. Remember uh, uh, Mark no Tucker, physics, please. when he was teasing us uh, back when we interviewed him, that was the system that they're putting in place first in shelters that they're uh, going to roll out into the exterior world too. That's um, cool. To kind of wrap this all up, what is one thing you would like to build in shelters? And we'll, we'll each, we'll each, you know, say our piece. I will start with um, Ken because he's had more time to play. Yeah, start with Ken. I got to think about this. Uh, when it first comes out, um, I'm going to build Chad's Vault 69 gym. Nice. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Do you want my real answer or my joke answer? Uh, I want both. <laughs> okay. Uh, my joke answer is uh, uh, my Buffett Buffet. I'm going to make a Buffett Buffet. Um, my real answer is... Flamingos. They got flamingos in that game. Put a bunch of dude, those out there. I need, a, yeah. I need a cheeseburger. I can I can build a little paradise section of the buffet with cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great. Buffet. Yep, my Jimmy Buffett buffet. Um, but for real, you know what? I think I think I need to. Ha I think what I'm going to do, and this is a theory that I had years ago, was like, what's the point of having a super nice car if it's really nice on the outside and somebody just like knows that it's really nice and so they want to steal it? Because really, the enjoyment of the car is on the inside, right? So, if you were smart, you'd make the outside look like a piece of garbage, and the inside be awesome and you just tint the windows and nobody could see in right so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have a crappy looking outside but then when you go in it's gonna be awesome and it will be like buddy bot's dream vault and it will be like buddy bot has created it specifically for him so there's gonna be a section where he like stores his brains and his pizza and anything else he's got going on down there it's gonna be this can be the buddy vault I think 
if I if I could ch if I could choose one, I think I'm gonna try for like uh, in my mind's eye what um, our our podcast set has been for for these years because you've, the amount of Tim Kaine's mansion hidden in the woods. Oh yeah, you have a, you have a vault door. That's right. Yeah. And, and then there's like we, we talk about all the these real like, Fallout Hub. There's there's like a. The actual followed hub. The quarantine room, the the broadcast room, all of these rooms that we have technically we haven't left these rooms. Oh man, That's the it. hole in the floor that Tom fell into that one time. Yeah, yeah I think we've all fallen into it at some point. And then Dave, and then me. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> into some carpets yeah. down. Over uh, Dave, there. this There's is why like you need to be on PC so we can all hang out in the followed hub together and broadcast from in the game. That would be fun with yeah, an actual audience. That, that would be, be amazing. Fun. That would, that would be so be cool. Fun. People that can run around. That would be great. Maybe, we have our avatars. Maybe I'll start a a, a a GoFundMe, and you can fund my laptop that I will only play Fallout 76. <laughs> yes, there you go. The rest of we should go. do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just Let's find like the, the cheapest laptop that'll actually play the game. <laughs> yeah, you that yeah. one. I just want I just yeah. want a machine that does it. Like I don't I don't need a I don't need it for anything I can, else. I don't. I've got like I've got some old computer parts I could send you. It's not a laptop, yeah. but like the things that I would like to play on there are like things that I can already play. I don't know, Left for Dead, yeah. like, yeah. like some right. some real real easy swingers there. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, I also want to gauge your excitement. For uh, the other pillar, I would say that there's two major pillars to Steel Dawn, and that is the Brotherhood of Steel returning. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. What's, what's the excitement level there? Mm hmm. I'm excited. I think it's cool. I think, I mean, Brotherhood wasn't my favorite faction at four, but I like Brotherhood stuff. I like more story content. I like more characters popping up. I like quests for things. I like that this opens up potential for where things are going to go in the future uh, could, potent, could potentially change the the layout of the world, you know, the the other stuff going on in 76, how that faction is going to integrate with the other factions we already have right now. I, I think that this is a, a nice doorway into continuing to flesh out the, the story and the characters in 76. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's the Brotherhood, so we're going to get another uptick of people returning or coming to the game for the first time to see what this is all about. Um... I also hope that we're going to get some really cool items and things that you can equip and build. I think it's going to also be an opportunity for, um, I, I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, I think there's going to be more of an opportunity for there to be like a, a, a fan content around the Brotherhood of Steel. So like there's certain mm -hmm. characters in Fallout that are like particularly like people make a lot of stuff about them, like Paladin Dance and Hancock and... Like, mm -hmm. you know, the list can kind of go on from there. With Wastelanders, they added characters to the world, but I think some characters were more uh, open to kind of having this... I think the Raider characters in generally were better, um, just from a, a, a yeah. wild, outlandish, wacky feel from um, uh, the, the little girl in the Super Mutant. Um, I forgot their names already. Uh, Johnny, uh, the the spy man with the tuxedo. This is like me, like trying to remember all the names <laughs> yes. of my family members and I can't do it. <laughs> I'm um, so bad with names too. I'm, I'm terrible with it. Uh, the lucky Lou. That's the one I can remember. That's the, the ghoul that like is, is constantly trying to, to kill himself, but he can't because he's so lucky. Um, I, I think that there, those are some like interesting fallout characters, but I think people really attach themselves to the brotherhood of steel. It's like a mainstay of, of the, uh, of the series. 
and already, I mean, we have one, I mean, technically two Brotherhood of Steel members. We have uh, the one dude that's getting all the requisitions uh, back when they did Atlas Rises. Um, uh, nope, Atlas Rises, that was not it. Um, I think it was, that, that's a No Man's Sky update. Atlas <laughs> Rises? What do you Atlas Rises. The When you brought all the materials to the bin and everybody... Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever that was called, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm I'm my mother now, and I was like, you know, that guy that did the thing on the other day, you know, with the thing. Right, and you're like, oh my god, the, oh my you god. know, the man with the face. You know, the man with the, yeah, with the hair, with the he limp in the, the hair. hair. You know, with the hair. I was like, I always liked in college. Well, I didn't like it, but uh, I always thought it was funny in college whenever we would get crime reports from the university because they would always be like, the perpetrator was wearing jeans and a hoodie. He was white and he had brown hair, and I'm like, it's literally. <laughs> It's like one out of every two people. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, I'm excited just from the characters of the Brotherhood of adding into that lore, adding into these interesting people. Um, I think that the the latest one, the um, I forgot the name of him as well. I'm not even going to try the scout character that sends you on the daily ops. Uh, that mm-hmm. dude is Big Boss from Metal Gear. Like he's got an eye patch. He's got the voice. Huh. He's got he he. he like the dude, the dude is is like the Metal Gear for, for Fallout universe. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. He's like all sneaky. Um, he's got this like weird past, and he's. He, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Um, <laughs> but, but like, there's this like kind of like uh, aesthetic that a lot of the characters have for. So I, I'm excited to see new faces. Um, I guess within the story itself. And yeah, new companions. I agree. I agree. That's right. New companions. Um, but I think you get mm-hmm. throughout the course of the uh, of the story for Steel Dawn. Mm-hmm. Or may, I, maybe they were daily ops. I can't remember. I think it was I think it's part of the there. campaign. Mm-hmm. The um, oh, what was it? The interesting thing in seventy six in particular is, and we've talked about it before, the evolving story of the world, and you're adding in another player. Like, uh, like, you know, a new player has joined the game. Like, you're adding in this new <laughs> element to it all. And, and it seems like in the story, it's kind of like interacting with the settlers and the raiders that are there. And I'm curious, and I kind of want to gauge. This is this is the game, the, today's game. It's not going to be like the New Vegas game where I made up the rules. But I did want to get your <laughs> predictions. Uh-huh. I wanted to get your predictions, and it's like we're gonna, I'm going to stuff them in the little ballot. And I'm going to, uh, we're going to talk about it after Steel Dawn comes out, um, what your predictions are then. But what do you think is the thing after Steel Dawn? What are they adding? What new player is coming to the wasteland after Steel Dawn? Ken, you want to go? You got thoughts on this? I've got some thoughts too. I would like to see Maxon roll into Appalachia. Like, well, who the hell do you think you are cutting off communication from me? Yeah, get back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. Just Maxon shows up. Just more Brotherhood Maxon. stuff. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, I mean, I, I, there's some spoilery stuff specifics about what happens in that quest, but well, uh, me and Tom have not played the yeah, some the, of the same. the stuff. Um, off the top of my head, if you're if you're talking about like okay factions and adding in adding in. Pa- players um you know you've you've got this the settlers which kind of encompass both the ideology of the uh, uh responders and uh the ideology the free states like you kind of get that 
that layout through there. You have your raiders, um, and this is like talking about the original game. You're getting the Brotherhood of Steel. To me, and the people, and where I think some of the interesting stories of Appalachia that are kind of left untold is the Enclave. Um, so I am. Mm-hmm. I think that it will be something Enclave related. But the I way agree. they talk about the way that they talk about how this is not the end for Brotherhood of Steel, and they want it, they're still working on stuff for the Brotherhood of Steel. I think that it is gonna be almost like a part two, like you know. But it is gonna be the Enclave is added in, but you're playing it from like at the beginning, you're playing it from the perspective of somebody that is in the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, or you end up having to take sides, kind of like. That's- with the settlers and the and the raiders the enclave pulls up or returns in some nefarious way but they're promising good things that the brotherhood can't promise you because that's what the you know the bad guys always lure you in with like what seems like a really good offer but it's too good to be true and then you end up having to choose like you help out the brotherhood and they're like at least we see what you're doing there we need you on our side here's why the brotherhood sucks and here's what we're going to do for you and then you have to choose you know what would be really interesting? Because this is early enough in the timeline that you think if there was some place as green and verdant as Appalachia, mm-hmm. word of that would have spread throughout the United States and people would have come flocking. But it's not mentioned in any previous Fallout games. It would be interesting if the Brotherhood's arrival choices that are made, the weather controlling device or nukes or if our actions throughout the course of the game lead to the destruction of Appalachia oh yeah, oh yeah things have to get worse, right I mean yeah. any any good story, things get worse before they get better and it, it needs to be uh, it, the conclusion of this needs to be that this area is now not as appealing, you know, 100 years later, 200 years later um, and there's a there's sure. a case for that. Even I, I mean, I, Tom, you've been going back and playing World of Warcraft, and the last expansion that I played was Cataclysm, where it was like a dragon. I think it was a dragon shows up. Yeah, Death, Deathwing shows up and tears through the continent. Yeah, and so like areas are drastically changed, and there's like gaping like canyons where there weren't yeah. anything before. There's like firestorm. Like right. it, it is a total mess. So I mean, that's yeah, like that would be mental. But there needs to be a, there needs to be a fallout from all the bombs being dropped you know like there needs to be some sort of resolution to that you know like we've bombed our own land at some point that has to create an effect and and we needed to do so in order to take out the scorch beast queen but there needs to be some sort of resolution to that right if we're to believe the supposed storyline to nuclear winter that takes place in the future I can't remember if it's five or six years after Reclamation Day. Um, but it's described as our actions and yes. unleashing nukes again and again just set off these firestorms that eventually destroy Appalachia. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> so <laughs> with, in my, in my, th- in my thinking, um, so I, I think that the Enclave is coming back, but I think that, and I constantly say, I think that they're setting up a fallout 3 i think we're going to dc I think that would that be they're awesome gonna, they're gonna i think put this on the table all right bet on the table they're announcing this next year at whatever e3 is hopefully we're all you know feeling a lot better you think it'll be that long 
I think you don't think you don't think they're going to put out uh, Steel Dawn and then start teasing the next thing. I think they're going to start teasing the next thing, and it's going to be like maybe a, a March situation, like Wastelanders, because Steel Dawn is mm-hmm. progressively you know smaller than Wastelanders as far as like it's just like more quests and stuff to do, and they've added in the shelter system. Like Wastelanders is right. a whole rethinking of the game. Sure, um, I think that they are looking at. I think they're looking at like a, how Yeso did Morrowind, um, and next year they're going to announce Fallout Three. This is like I'm like I'm I'm like Juicehead doesn't even need to be on the podcast. I'm like already <laughs> like they're All putting right. out the remasters. Starfield's coming with it. Like what else? So can here's I say? Elder Scrolls. I'm just kidding. So here's here's what I'm thinking because I, I my honest to goodness expectation is we will get Brotherhood stuff, maybe one or two things about Brotherhood, and then the Enclave will return and it'll be like this, you know, like Empire Strikes Back kind of thing. Dun dun dun! Like this is what's going on. What I think would be really cool, though, two things. One of two things, and I talked about this on the Fallout Lorecast last week, uh, or there's just this recent week, I think. Um, aliens, more alien stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have Flatwoods monsters, abominations. Uh, Wendigos kind of look like abominations. Is there a connection there? Wendigo colossi. Is there some sort of connection to the aliens controlling some of the mutations and human mutation through some of the stuff going on? Are they interested in the Scorch Plague? You know, some some alien stuff could be really cool. I don't know how you do it yet. I haven't really formulated it. But it would be neat to have more of that. Because we haven't really gotten a ton of alien stuff since Mothership Zeta. Yeah, and I mean, they're in the survival guide. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's multiple different types of them. So Yeah, there's a bunker where it looks like they were doing experiments on aliens in 76. Yeah. Um, there's, there's stuff there, but they haven't really fleshed it out a whole lot. So I think it would be really cool to get a little bit more of that. Uh, the other thing that I think would be, and this is like super speculation, like super crazy idea here. Put it in the, the envelope, man. The Institute can teleport. What if when the Institute blows up, it also blows up the teleportation machine, which sends some of the synths through time and space at the same time, and we end up with synths in the wasteland of Appalachia, and now we have synthetic humans running around and maybe a scientist or two who survived it and wackiness ensues I mean there's a giant time machine in Fallout 76 it is a big old time machine and they talk about it and somebody has went through it so who knows who knows but I think it would be it would be one of those things that all the like the same people who don't like Fallout 4 for whatever reason are going to be like, but now you're taking synths from Fallout 4 and putting them in 76. It doesn't make sense. 200 years in the, before that. And it's like, science fiction, dudes. Time travel. Like, I find it ironic that those same people never once questioned the ridiculous uh, nonsense that appeared in Fallout 2. Fallout 2 is a fever dream of ridiculousness. You've got Star Trek references. You have a crashed yeah. shuttlecraft. You've got the Guardian of Forever. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. Isn't there a um? I mean, a Tardis. Is there a Tardis in two or yeah? You've got. Two? Uh, I think. I think it was in one or two or both. But, yeah. I mean, you've got Doctor Who references. You've got uh, yeah, yeah. Porn studios. It's a wild, wild time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's I'm kind of hoping for some of that stuff, but I totally get why you would do Brotherhood then Enclave and then something wacky and 
bring it back around. Yeah, I will. I yeah. will put this in the envelopes and seal them. Uh, essentially, I'm gonna boil this down. Ken has said Max and maybe coming back, but he's afraid to say more until now. There's no like I'm gonna pull these out and I'm going to accuse everybody like it's a Phoenix Friday's attorney. Um, no, you're wrong. Predictions. Objection! Objection! You, do the, you uh, gotta do the thing with like the background. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, yeah. No, I I want to I want to get our get our bets right now before we know really much of anything. Ken has, has spoiled himself because he's a PTS player. Those PC players, they get to do everything. Um, and then <laughs> visit it again after we've beaten Steel Dawn. Um, put some yeah. more stuff in the envelope. You know, I'm just about stuffing envelopes, which apparently people in America. Yeah. So, so guys, I see that we have a soapbox here. We do have a soapbox. I'm excited. Oh I'm excited about this one. I read last time. Who's, who's doing it this time? Uh, I haven't read one in a while. Do it, so Dave. Do it. Uh, you, already, you already mentioned you had a soapbox ready. You had your Abraxa box. It was a little one. It was you a need tiny to stack one. multiple. You could stack a few if you need them. Yeah, this is my, this is my carton. This is what I, I had earlier. Is my soapbox carton? <laughs> How did that hold your weight? That's amazing. That's a very strong carton. Let me tell you something. Pressure is is a very powerful force. Um, Dave's inside his shelter. He suspended physics. I got is. it. I got it. It is. Yeah. You can build anything in a shelter, any which way. I see a lot of rants, and I want to help. The developers rarely look at any forums unless some event is happening. The moderators are third-party, outsourced, and they handle many forum boards for multiple companies. They pass information after filtering it. The community manager, whoever is available most of the time. There is supposed to be a designated individual, but this person has other duties and mainly responds to flagged... I just... It just crashed on me. So, oh, no. Nope. Oh, no. Okay. I was like, is that a dramatic pause? All right. Two. There we go. Uh, pause. Got I'm it. back. I'm back. There's supposed to be... Okay. There is supposed to be a designated individual, but this person has other duties and mainly responds to flags. Customer service for Fallout 76 is outsourced. Put on your big brain caps, boys. Information from this forum and the official forums are filtered in several ways. I will not list them. Unless something happens that causes social media to spontaneously combust... The sifted information will be queued until enough complaints are registered, and those are placed in another queue dependent on priority, and the non-priority complaints are from that queue are moved to another queue until they reach queue hell, where all queue members go to die on a horrible death of ignorance. Your best bet for production performance, for, excuse me, your best bet for product performance and customer service related to complaints is the Federal Trade Commission. When using the FTC, keep it short. Facts only. Have proof of what you're complaining about as they may contact you. Do not rant or tell a story. Enough complaints will bring pressure on whatever company is being addressed. Thought I would throw this in for those unaware of what the FTC can do in regards to a consumer product. Any product. It is not an extreme step. And though it may be an extra step in the complaint tree... It is worth the time to do it. Ensure you make copies of whatever you type for records. Together, we can make the government bring Bethesda into legal submission. It is our duty <laughs> as players of this game. 
I bet this guy spent twenty dollars for the game, and has never once subscribed to Fallout First. No. <laughs> you ma- got Legal it on sale. Submission. Oh my god. They've also probably <laughs> played like three hundred hours. They have. They have the, the amount of cost per hour for this person is probably less than twenty five cents. And they're probably right at the end of this, like, going, they don't listen to anything we say. They don't ever do anything. This game sucks. And then the next morning, they log right back in and play another nine hours straight. The Federal Trade Commission. (sighs) These jokers. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The Federal Trade Commission does not care about the, you know, Fallout 76 is is a glitchy game. In, in whatever aspect you think it is right now. I mean, following that thread of logic, last week when I received a burnt McMuffin, <laughs> a, a McMuffin that was uh-huh. burnt. Uh-huh. Yep. It was sloppily done. Uh-huh. The cheese was half outside my McMuffin. Preach it. Preach it, Together, we can go to the FTC to get McDonald's into legal submission so they make more perfect McMuffins. A McMuffin... Can we get them in... For everyone. Can we get them into McLegal submission? McLegal submission. submission. I mean... Um, the FTC is- doesn't. That's ridiculous. Do you know how many games are put out that have technical challenges, glitches, especially with a live service game? The FTC doesn't investigate stuff like that. I mean, and if they did, we would never get a game like this ever again because yeah. it would be a significant financial risk, and companies would stop making them. And so- what are these? What are these people? Okay, so okay, let's take an example. Great example. And a. In a- a problem. Shotguns in the game. If I shoot an enemy, a lot of times, if it's like a, a powerful legendary shotgun, the health bounces back. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That is a problem. That's out there. That's been out there for an amount of time that hasn't fully... It's been fixed part of the way. Sometimes it, it happens less and less. It's like a growing you know, fix on the thing. Let me tell you something. If I walk right up to the Federal Trade Commission. I'm like, hello. Now, this isn't... I know you can't fix it, but let me take Shotgun. I know, <laughs> my name, my I know you Dave. guys should be investigating check fraud and uh, glass and babies toys, but let me tell you, I'm trying to use VATS, and it's a real bitch. You gotta do something about this right now. <laughs> I have had this. lives are at stake. <laughs> Alright, I've already tried to explain this to you three times. Let me dumb it down some more. A virtual version of me is in a fantasy world where I'm shooting <laughs> monsters with a make-believe gun, and it doesn't do a hundred percent of the damage I think it should do. But don't. But listen, I'm not trying to rant or tell a story. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my god! Just, just what this guy has said. Not trying. Don't rant. Don't tell a story. They're not going to listen. So, just the fact. Just the facts. Just facts. Just facts, man. This is my complaint. Oh jeez! They haven't responded to my personal complaint, and now you know what we're gonna do. It's like buddy cop movie. You're gonna beat him in the legal submission. Like it's. Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, friends, I've got a question for you. How many of these um, 
soapboxes are we going to do before we start getting like downvoted into oblivion on YouTube? Um, <laughs> they're going to find us. These, whoever these are, some of these people are going to find us and they're going to be like, down thumb, down thumb, down thumb, down thumb, all the videos. Go back through all the videos you have, down thumb, all of them. Here's Friends, part two. Those three fellas at the Fallout Hub. <laughs> they know. They listen. And they repeat our rants. Here is the phone number for my attorney. I'm suggesting a rant action lawsuit against the Fallout Hub. Oh man. Now here's the thing. <sighs> you bring that to court? Okay. Let's let's be let's be honest. I write the soapboxes for the show. I mean, that's that's the technically all of these soapboxes. Soap. Now, 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 let me finish. Technically, all of these soapboxes. To Dave, are me. Now, are they original? No, but I can claim that I wrote them because I'm the editor. Because everyone who rants has really terrible grammar. So that's true. Original work. That's true. This is a uh, consistent it, thing. This is consistent. I'm just I'm I'm being honest that you know I'm I'm not trying to I'm you know I'm not trying to misrepresent people because I once I go in and begin the edit process it's now mine that's how that's <laughs> that how writing that's claim. how writing legalese that's, works that's how it works that's how you're just claiming stuff yeah, yeah totally oh man well guys I think we beat that horse to double death it is now undead it is now an, an undead horse. Ken, did you have something else to beat it with? I feel like you were about to say something. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Except a burnt right. McMuffin. Burnt McMuffin. Well, I'm sorry you had a burnt McMuffin. My wife got a not fully baked, cooked donut. How do you make donuts? Fried? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Fried. It's probably a little tough. You know, the batter. You see, Tom, when you're shaping batter. On, anyway, on this thank you for joining us on this on this episode of the Fallout Hub. Uh, but to, but honestly, like n from a non-joking standpoint, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here, chat. We appreciate your comments during the show. Um, if you aren't joining us live, then make a point to. We'd love to see you in chat on the Fallout Hub at Twitch.tv/TheFalloutHub. Uh, usually Tuesday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, and just come join us. Come talk, guys. Do you have anything going on that you wanna you wanna share before we head out? I'll go uh, last. Yeah, All right, go Ken's last. gonna go last. <laughs> I've got stuff. Uh, there was a Hall I talked last week. There's a Halloween episode for Geography Arcade up. I've got a plan of some sort for next year. Um, that is a few friends getting together for a new podcast, and I'll have more information to share on that at a later date. But it's kind of exciting. Uh, other than that, I I'm getting my PlayStation Five. I'm very excited for that. Um today I, I put on jeans um and you can also follow me at dave chaffins on all the social media wait um, what i'm just you know updating on what? do you have anything to share with the group and i'm like yeah i have plenty of things to share with the group let me you're wearing jeans ken's, ken's pants already jeans. came off ken's pants are already off because of the uh the building shelters thing um i'm wearing shorts so we're kind of we're all across the board here yeah uh is that no, it dave anything else that that's it. Oh, we do Starfield Lorecast, and we need to do another episode of that soon. Yeah. I think we meant to do yeah. one this week, but... And we've uh, been talking about it. Um, yes. Yeah, sometime here soon, we're going to do another episode of Starfield Lorecast that I do here with Tom, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Robots. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should get tuned back so he can do some more drawings for us. I love the drawings. I he could, that was he could be our unofficial co-host. 
He just keeps coming back to do more drawings. I think that would be I, hilarious. I really, I want to get Ken. I want to get Ken on for like the deepest conspiracy series because I feel like the, the, the most is, like, conspiracy, like the the deepest, like the yeah. pit. I want to call it the pit of conspiracy. Anyways, the I, pit I yield of my conspiracy. The conspiracy. I yield pit. my time to the floor. <laughs> you guys haven't oh, quite Todd Howard's most recent interview through a spectrograph, have you? No. no. We haven't. Mm. Does it show a picture of Jesus? No. Okay. Oh, no, my friends. All right. Well, <laughs> I've got um, stuff going on. I've got, of course, my regular shows, robotsradio.net. For all the shows on the network, you can check out any of the Lorecasts, Vault Lorecast, Elder Scrolls Lorecast, Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast, and the Cyberpunk Lorecast on my channel, twitch.tv slash robotsradio, or look them up on your podcatchers, or check them out on my YouTube videos. They're everywhere, and we do them in the evenings. Um, the one you're probably most interested in happens on Monday nights, which was last night. But come join us next week. Also, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I've been walking on my treadmill and playing Vigi games at the same time on the stream, which has been super fun. People are coming out, hanging out, cheering me on, using their loot or stream loot cards to do things like make me do push-ups and speed up the treadmill or pull-ups. Or It's great. You guys are giving me a wonderful workout. Thank you so much for being there. And if you'd like to join me on any of that stuff, come check it out. So that's what I got happening. Ken? We have a lot going on. Uh, December 14th through the 20th, 139 streamers and content creators from all over the world are getting together for one week of streaming and getting up to some Fallout nonsense. Uh, all previous Fallout games, we have streamers who are doing Fallout 1, 2, Fallout 3, New Vegas. we got Brotherhood Tactics, uh, which is going to be a whole ride in and of itself. Whoa. Whoa. Fallout 76, of course, and uh, we are going to have a lot of content going on. We're, we're getting the entire community together um, for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, who's doing a uh, St. Jude's Play Live initiative. Um, gamers playing to really raise money for St. Jude's, and uh, it's been insane the amount of, of interest that we've had and, and people signing up to get involved in this. So it's going to be it's going to be an awesome week. Um, I believe Steel Dawn is going to have, have been dropped by then. So between that content, as well as um, some in-game experiences that we're building, we've got death mazes uh, that are holiday-themed, timed events. We've got a PvP <laughs> celebrity death match. We've got uh, games that uh, we'll be doing on the Fallout Hub. We'll be ending it in a variety show um, that the three of us will tell you more about a little later. Um but yeah, the stream is is something that we're setting up right now. If you're listening to this and if you are a streamer, it doesn't matter if you have two followers or 5,000. Um, you're more than welcome to join the stream. It's, it's open to anybody and everybody. So come hang with us. Uh, get together with, with the who's who of Fallout. We've got pretty much everyone, all the major YouTubers. Ju said, you know, Survivalist. We've got Final Render. Um, Lone Vault Wanderer, if he's not going to be traveling with family and has time off, he's going to be joining us. Um, maybe Lady Devon, who's dealing with some issues with Twitch, but if she gets uh, that sorted, she'll be with us as well. So it's going to be an awesome week. Yeah, super fun times coming up. Make sure that you are checking out uh, any of our Twitch feeds or discords or whatever for any notifications about that stuff, because we'll be putting it out everywhere. Awesome, guys. Well, I think that does it for this week. Um, thank you again for joining us, and until next week, I guess, um, don't 
go to paradise without your cheeseburger, or at least the buffet. A cheeseburger in paradise. And paradise. DMCA Bye. takedown strike. See you later. Bye. Bye. See ya. We gotta do the Dave wave. See you next time. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Nicola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, from Soft Lorecast, available everywhere.